0: Money. You were waiting, weren't you? I was, in anticipation. He's too busy sipping my coffee.
1: Yeah, well tell us about the coffee that, uh, unless you're on YouTube, you can't see that you have put on the table here. These I can't coffee see it, beans. but
0: uh, you know, I love listener recommendations from all around the country, or world, but in-country shipping is way better. So, uh, yeah, back episode uh, 187 on Valentine's Day, Nathan, up in Seattle. We asked him if he was still listening. Let us know what coffee he likes so up there in Seattle. Seattle, big coffee town. So uh, he recommended Middle Fork Roasters. Had never had them before. I went on. I got that one because it has a bicycle on it. I don't know. This like is the Back Pedal Brew. Back Pedal Brew. It's Brazilian and um, Sumatran, I think.
1: Way down among Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions. So they've got
0: With a creamy milk chocolate-like
1: body, this combination of Brazilian and Sumatran God. beans creates a smooth, Indian buttery Brazil. cup.
0: Yeah, you know what? I didn't find it very uh, creamy or buttery. It was more biscuity. <laughs> but uh, then this one, I really like. Nathan, thanks uh, for pointing me in the right direction. Single Daniel. origin Ethiopian. Okay, really I was going to say
1: this one. You have to describe. It's not a single origin Ethiopian.
0: Video. Has a well balanced roast with jammy and fruity notes. Most forward, fruit forward of our coffees. Has a good uh, acidity to it. I really liked it. Mm. So uh, Middle Fork roasters, they don't know anything about the show. We're not sponsored by them, but you they should, should come on Middle Fork.
1: I think we're going to have to uh, partner with a roaster in order to start uh, promoting
0: the DIY blend. That would really help my budget.
1: Hmm. Well, wait a second.
0: What? Well, if they could send coffee, (laughs) because we're not going to just promote (laughs) it without (laughs) tasting it. Yes, yes, coffee. So as long as they're a good roaster and uh, they pay for airtime and send, you know. Samples. We we go through about, I don't know, three pounds a month in our house. Nice. Something like that.
1: We got to get to the show cuz they are Stop not the sponsoring. To- <laughs> they're not sponsoring us. So, sponsored by coffee. Bye-bye. <laughs> if you're on YouTube, you just saw something funny. Anyways, YouTube you DIY.money. No, DIY money on YouTube. Hey, all right, couple of housekeeping odds and ends. The tribe psh, awesome. We're going to call it now. I think we're going to rebrand it from the DIY tribe to the DIY Brain Trust. I mean, we are, like, there's people in there, there's some real knowledgeable people in there. We really kick some things back and forth. People are Hmm. uh, going in with specific questions. We don't give specific recommendations uh, or advice, but definitely saying, hey, you know, let's talk about that. We had one gentleman, I think it was a gentleman, Eh, I don't know, anyways, was talking about going back to school and, you know, what should he do, save or, you know, borrow, and so Before answering that, I wanted to understand the complete amount of debt, because it was a three-year school, and that meant he was going to finance his three years of living. Mm. And I'm sure, as we were going back and forth, my guess is most of the onlookers were going to assume that I was going to say something like, this is a terrible thing, when the reality was is the numbers that we ran uh ultimately resulted in about a thirty percent ROI return on investment. Assuming that the career uh would would in fact pay it was a nursing career. Oh okay. uh a anesthesiologist or anesthesis, I think moving up. Anesthesis, yes. A nurse ana anesthesis. No idea what that is. That they they help the anesthesiologist. Anesthesi- okay. That's why you uh, said anesthesiologist yep. first. Gotcha. And so that's a pretty stable, you know, that's a pretty stable one. But anyways, it's a great, It's it's been a really, really good environment. Less of the motivational running talks and more of the actual financial stuff.
0: It's good. Stop <laughs> talking about running. But that's a good example, though, of, uh, in that case, the person it sounds like had a job prospect with a pretty set sort of income that as long as they can get the job, they know the income that their degree is going to get whereas the equation probably wouldn't work if it was like liberal arts. Yeah, something working a little bit. working in a coffee roaster. Mm-hmm. No, or like, no disrespect to the coffee roasters. Yeah, there's definitely some degrees which are overpriced compared to the median salary that the, that you get coming out of it. So,
1: I also Still. read a small article, I won't spend too much time on this, but that we are we collectively the society that we live in is overestimating the not overestimating misunderstanding Uh, the real cost of college and the universities. There was a publication that talked about how most universities publish a price when in reality, after all of the, you know, breaks and scholarships and this, that, and the other, the average tuition is not even close to what they publish. Mm -hmm. But they do that to sort of, you know, kind of dangle the proverbial carrot like, hey, this is a high-priced, you know, university, this is what it costs, yeah. but, you know, you, being super special, can get all these scholarships and please come here, right?
0: And to make the offer
1: completely irresistible, you'll get this unique spiral slicer. Now how much would you pay?
0: Anyways, I thought that was interesting. Smoke and mirrors. Exactly. Like the medical industry.
1: All right, we've got to go, <sighs> okay, we're not going to get hospital ravenhole. bill
0: that's $100,000 Oh you yeah, pay yeah, like a yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, the
1: Medicare, or the... Uh, Provider approved price, It's like 90% <laughs> off. All right, let's go to the question, because we got a good one today from Lauren. Oh, two females. By the way, we cut podcasts. We usually cut two a day. So if you're on YouTube and you're wondering, man, they wear the same clothes. All the time. Know, back-to-back episodes, but it's because we cut two in a day. Yeah. I told you last podcast that we needed more females. We got a couple. They bumped right up to the top of the queue. So ladies. Hey, ladies. So the ladies bumped up. So the first one we've got today is Lauren. Got a great question. She's from California. We got a lot of California listeners.
0: Well, proportionately, California's pretty large. Yeah. To the nation. That's true. All right. Lauren, what do you got? D-I-Y.
1: Hey, guys. My name's Lauren. I'm from Sacramento, California, and I'm 25 years old. I love the podcast. I'm a relatively new listener, but I've been tearing through your episodes. So my question is, how do I get into the financial planning field? Where do I even begin? I currently work for a third-party administrator, so I'm at least in the finance sector, but I'm not in the financial planning field. It's been a great first job after graduating last May, kind of late at the age of 25, I know, but I'm ready to transition in my career. Can you tell me about your experience and what designations you think are worth it in your field? Thanks so much, and I look forward to hearing from you. That's great. Um, First of all, she works for what's called a third-party, well, she said it, third-party administrator. Third-party administrator is usually hired by um, corporations who have 401Ks or 403Bs to handle the administration around that plan. And so she is, as she alluded to, sort of already kind of in the industry, already is in the industry uh, being involved within the third-party administrator now that being said the third-party administrator doesn't really well doesn't at all provide any financial planning or financial advice they just sort of uh, do the paperwork the requirements etc for a 401k plan so I just wanted to throw that out there I'm gonna let you start with this one I have some I have some uh, uh, you know anecdotal thoughts on her situation, but you're the CFP, the Certified Financial Planner Professional. uh, So maybe you can shed some color to begin with. Yeah,
0: I think, you know, uh, third party administration is definitely uh, an interesting and unique part of the industry. I think if you're really wanting to do financial planning and really focus on that, you sort of really need to uh, shift at some point to get experience in more of a front office uh, type of firm that being you know one that really touches the retail client and actually does some of the financial planning uh, if you make that jump and and you're looking to gain experience uh, you might have to take a pay cut or something of that nature to, to kind of get in the door and, and be what uh, is sometimes called a paraplanner. That's a, a planning assistant. Uh, you go in, uh, you, you kind of uh, run the data on plans. You, you do a lot of the composition, and then a CFP a lot of the times will uh, review that, put the finishing touches, really add in the layer of their experience and, and insight that they've garnered from their certification and also their experience. But there are roles in the industry where you can kind of facilitate an assist, and usually the career path is from paraplanner to planner uh and that's just the logical next step so that is one way to do it uh you can obviously search online a lot of the uh large institutions also have opportunities to get in and start going down that career path things like vanguard and fidelity and schwab and so forth hire uh, planners or have a career path towards planning We've, we've actually gotten a lot of questions about that on instagram lately uh and that's a can be a good place to start uh Is to get your experience there, get your certifications and so forth, and then decide if the big corporation versus a smaller sort of niche shop uh, that focuses on a select group of clients is is for you. From there, uh, after you have enough experience and after you go through the CFP educational pathway and then you take a test, uh, then eventually you become uh, a certified financial planner professional. And uh, once you have that certification, that's not the end. You still do continuing ed. Uh, plus, there's some other ancillary certifications and initials you can get behind your name that depending on the type of planning you do, or the, t- the sort of the segment of the industry that you're in, uh, you can get certifications relating to uh, investment allocation, uh, retirement planning, social security, income planning, all kind of other facets. So uh, if you think about it, the CFP is is a a generalist designation. It means that you can represent knowledge and depth in in the various areas and segments of financial planning, but there's other certifications that will go very deep into any one of those areas. And so it's probably very important to figure out what type of planning you like to do and what type of planning the firm that you're in or the ideal firm that you want to go to likes to do as well. But wait, there's more.
1: Now let's talk about how to get there. Mm-hmm. So you are you have a unique advantage in that you are probably already around affiliated with working with uh, independent advisory firms in your area. I'm guessing that you probably have some advisory firms that are plugged into your TPA or maybe plugged in with uh, a plan sponsor or someone uh, that is you know, working through your firm to handle their 401k. First and foremost, Lauren, I think you're entering a profession right now that is uh, booming and will continue to boom. I, I can't fathom uh, a profession being more in demand than the financial planning world when our future is so uncertain and we literally have the greatest majority of retiring uh, peoples that we've had in our country ever. So I think your your idea and your strategy of moving into this field is wise. I think your timing is fantastic. I think being a female is of great advantage. I have heard many uh, statistics saying that we need more females in the industry. Um, so that's an advantage. I also think, though, you have to be very careful to align yourself with a firm or individual or a group that you would let's say you know recommend to your mother for instance and so who is that well that is folks that are fee only in in our opinion now this is opinionated so take it for what it's worth but that's why you're listening to the show for our opinions fee only as opposed to fee based which means they also sell commissionable products or um, uh, you know, outright commissionable, and there—if you don't have connections to those people—there are some great resources on there, uh, on the web that you can that you can find in your area. Fee only financial planners. I believe the the website is NAPFA, National Association of Fee Planner Association. Is that right? National Association of Planning Financial Planning Association. Financial I don't know. Advisor. NAPFA. I don't know. Uh, And the CFP website and the CFP website. So you could look and and if you don't have any direct connections, I think you need to build a little database of firms in your area. You live in a large area, you know, lots of surrounding counties. I'm certain there are a ton of them and build yourself a little database and then get your hustle on. I mean, literally get your hustle on. You have a unique experience you've been working in the industry and you want to make a transition into financial planning and hopefully you're willing to do whatever it takes to do so which is the route daniel was talking about which is starting maybe even at a lesser pay going in maybe you know being in the administration department you know filing paperwork whatever helping people open accounts and then slowly moving into a planning role but that's the route you should go. It's networking. It's no different than trying to get into any other, you know, business. Now from a planning perspective, I think that's dynamite, it's wonderful. I get asked no more, no less than once a week, "How do I get in the investment world?" And I tell people, "Don't. Like forget it because if I were to go the path that I went 20 years ago to to create the firm we have now, there is no way I would have been able to do it today." And the reason I say that is because I was still in a day and age where you could call a person up, randomly talk to them, solicit them for their business. And I mean that, you know, solicit literally like, hey, I'd like your business. And nowadays... That is very, very, very difficult to do. So people in the investment world that want to go the investment route, I encourage them to sort of go the same route I'm talking to you, align with another firm, you know, start at the bottom, you know, somebody that's already established, et cetera. But going out and trying to, you know, kind of develop your own book of business right now in the investment world, forget it. I mean, I just Ugh, no way. Anyways, I think it's wonderful, Lauren. Do you have anything else to add to, to her question?
0: Uh, you can start down the educational road for the CFP designation uh, without the employer, without uh, being in the profession. At some point, you do need to log experience hours, but you can uh, start sort of the uh, nine to 12 month journey of knocking out those classes and, and things like that um, if you so choose to, and if, if you want to do that on your own dime, which isn't a bad idea. We're not done yet. I wish she was closer.
1: We would say, hey, come intern, even though you're 25. Start interning with us and learn how to become a planner. We would teach her. She would be wonderful. I've never met her, but I bet you she's great. But she lives in Sacramento, and we don't have an office there. We yet. Do not. Yet is the proverbial word, yet. All right, Daniel, what else? How's Insta? Insta's good. DIY dot money on Insta. Yeah, we're rocking and any? rolling. Shaking and baking over there lately.
0: Yeah, we are. we have had some fun lately. Okay.
1: Check them out on Insta, DIY.money, or join the tribe, the Facebook tribe, DIY tribe. How many times can I say tribe? Let's wrap it up, shall we? Let's do it. Yeah, you've been listening to DIY Money. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one.